If you could fight one person dead or alive, who would it be? Um. Damn, dude. Like, for like the fun of fighting, Abraham Lincoln. Um. He was like a champion wrestler, and I just like to see what he's made out of. But like, if I could fight someone because I want to like beat the fuck out of him, I feel like you could figure out a couple people. Well, I asked, you know, I asked the question not too long ago, like, if you could, like, punch one person in the face, you know, who would it be? Mm -hmm. A lot of people had fun answers, and a lot of people had, like, the obvious one, which is, yeah, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to drag your podcast into a political direction. No. But there are a lot of people I'd love to square up with, like, for real, for real. Like, if they'd square up with me, I'd love to beat the fuck out of them. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people, though, that I want to fight. Like, I'm the kind of guy that, like, like, <laughs> I think about messaging people on Twitter. Like, hey, if you're in Southern California, hit me up for an address. And, like, we could fucking square up. And, like, so I have anger issues. That is that is the one thing that I'm, like, with fighting. And, I mean, it's good. It, this is, like, I don't want to put, I don't want to put a lot of stuff on my son. You know, my parents put a lot of stuff on me, stuff that they expected of me and stuff that they wanted me to do. I don't want that. I want my son to be able to make his own decisions with stuff. Be his own human being. The one thing that I am going to insist upon for no other reason than, you know... Necessity? Yeah, and real world, like, capability is Mm -hmm. I I want him to be in some sort of uh, combat training. Yeah. Um, There's a number of reasons. Uh, Obviously, first and foremost is you learn how to defend yourself. Yep. Um, and others, which, which, which is, it. yeah, mm-hmm. which is something that I was never brought up with, and it was something that I always really was interested in. I almost got close a couple of times. I really wanted to do karate as a kid, and I got really, really close, and then my m- mom decided against it. Um, but uh, the other thing, and I would argue is the more important of the two, is humility, because... Every single guy that has ever lived has looked at another guy and thought that he could beat his ass. Like, that's just the way our mind goes. That's just our testosterone feeding into itself. And we all think we're the toughest guy in the room. And it's really important for people to realize that they're not. So, see, the thing is, like, actually learning how to fight takes that away. Yes. Because when you really learn how to fight... You learn that, like, your estimations are bullshit. And I'm not saying this at you because you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Like, you know about walking into a, a gym and looking at a skinny kid and being like, I could beat his ass. And then gloving up with him and being like, oh, he's really having to beat your ass. Yeah, yes, that's I, I can't do shit to him. <laughs> right, right. Yes. And it's obviously, it's happened to me too, right? So I actually think learning how to fight takes that away in a lot of ways. And I, I think that, for me, like, I probably walk around way overestimating some people. Yeah, and that's that is... That is what I want. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want my son to think that he's hot shit. Especially if he's not. Like, you don't want someone who's hot shit to think they're hot shit, but you especially don't want someone who's yes. not hot shit to think and they're and hot And that's, shit. that's, that's that is what I, that's kind of what I'm getting at is that mm-hmm. we all, like, all guys not think all we're hot us. shit. Not all of us. You know? A lot of us, yeah. You know, well, your average guy. Just yes. Like, yeah, you know, your average guy. You're average. always looking at the other guy going like, I can take it. You know, mm-hmm. and that's just our thought. Like even even before we we think better of it, like yeah. that's just our first thought. Like I can take him, and then you maybe try and reassess or something like that, or maybe you don't. Most guys don't. Um, that's an important thing for a young man to realize when he's out of his depth. You know, um, and to be aware, just to be aware. You know, so. That is something that I would like my son to, to have underneath his belt. Uh, his utility belt. Uh, you know. Uh, That's right. Because <laughs> uh, we're finally talking about Batman. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, I know. All this other shit has just been so trivial. <laughs> we spent two hours on horror talk about, movies. Talking about things that matter. Uh, Batman. So, we touched <clears throat> briefly on it in our first episode at the very tail end. Um... I want to, before we dive fully into Batman, in, you know, another hour, <laughs> uh, what, uh, there it is, you got it, it hit you. <laughs> uh, um, I want to talk a little bit about what the, the future of the DC extended universe looks like because you're a little bit more in touch with that than I am. Right. Um, and then we can dive into uh, what it means for uh, Batman. So, um, I'm not, like, I'm not as perfectly dialed in. Like, I don't know everyone's name. I know that the, that Roland Emmerich and the people that were in charge of Warner Brothers Studios were ousted when the company Discovery bought the controlling shares of the company Warner Media, right? Which is what Warner Brothers Studios is owned by. So when that happened, David Zaslav became the new CEO of the new company Warner Brothers Discovery, and he ousted the people there, and he put his own people in charge of Warner Brothers Pictures. Those people trying to just do their jobs were like, well, let's bring back Henry Cavill. Um, apparently The Rock was big on bringing back Henry Cavill. And it looked like the DCEU, the one that was started in 2013 by Christopher Nolan and David Goyer and Zack Snyder, it looked like that was going to continue. David Zaslav had said, the CEO of of the new Warner Brothers Discovery Company had said, he wanted to create a separate division like Marvel Studios, DC Studios, and he wanted to have a key... A creative guy in charge of that as the executive of that studio in charge of creative in charge of business that was his mission statement which in my opinion and I'm not a businessman seemed like a pretty good idea to me yeah he ended up putting James Gunn in that spot turned out that the previous regime had already had James Gunn writing a Superman movie and he was writing a reboot Superman movie a new younger Superman movie so when he took that position he did away with the Henry Cavill Man of Steel 2 that they were working on, and he did away with... It looks like he's basically doing away with that DCEU continuity. There will be no more Black Adam. The Rock's Black Adam is not getting a sequel. 
Um, Man of Steel is not getting a sequel. Um, it doesn't look like The Flash is getting a sequel. Ezra Miller has gotten into all kinds of fucking trouble. Yeah. Um, it looks very likely that like Shazam won't be getting a sequel. It looks like that continuity may be coming to an end, or maybe it will sort of have a reboot with the Flash movie. Because Flashpoint, so it looks like we may do a Flashpoint and start over again, but it it definitely is looking like a a new, fresh Superman movie written by James Gunn is going to be the new starting point of the new DC Universe. That's the direction they're taking it. James Gunn actually promised that he would announce the, the slate of the first couple movies this month. And it's like the 26th, so it's going to come in the next couple days. And I, I really was hoping that hit before we did this podcast so that we could talk about the specifics of that. But we know that he's writing that Superman movie. So what are your personal feelings on that, about essentially wiping the slate clean for the DCEU? Complicated. I, I think, well, it is complicated, and I ultimately think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I think that they've needed a line-wide reboot for a while. Yeah. I think that they came out of the gate stumbling with Batman versus Superman. No offense to anyone who likes that movie. I know people like that movie, and I like things... Johnny and I both like things about that movie. Yes. We do. Like, we like things Mainly about that movie Ben Affleck Ben Affleck as Batman. Batman. Yes. yes. Really good. And, like, we like that scene where he's running into the, into the debris... To save the little girl. It's fucking great. Amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. So we like things about that movie. We're not hating. But ultimately, on a narrative level, as a Batman and Superman and DC movie, I don't think it it hit its goal. And I don't think that the universe has really worked, even though I've liked individual movies. Like, I like Wonder Woman the movie. I like Shazam the movie. I think it largely has has failed, and I think it's time for a reboot. And... In 2018, 2019, if you told me they were doing a sequel to Man of Steel, I'd have been extremely excited. Yeah. Because I just want another Superman movie. Yeah. But today, now, I think the best news you can give me is that we're doing a new Superman movie, and it's a fresh Superman movie with a a writer that you trust. Yeah. Because the Batman happened, and that opened my mind to like, oh, we can just... We don't have to be beholden to this continuity. We can just have a perfect new Superman movie. And like, without jumping all over the place here, I just want to say that like, we haven't had a great, perfect Superman movie since 1978. We just haven't. And like, the new generation deserves one. And I like Man of Steel. I I even like Superman Returns. I like Richard Donner's cut of Superman too. Yes. We are in desperate need of a new, fresh modern, great Superman movie, like The Dark Knight, like The Batman. Superman needs that treatment. And so on on that specific note, I couldn't personally be happier than to hear, hey, a guy you think very highly of is getting that done. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Um Yeah, I, I don't think I I don't think I could really agree more like there's there's definitely things that break my heart a little bit um namely you know if we get the flash if we get the flash i know it's it's really it feels very up in the air um i think we're getting it if we get it goddamn you know what that means 
We get fucking Michael Keaton as Batman. I know, I know. <laughs> um, I know. And uh, I was I was talking to my buddy Christian about this not too long ago. I was like, dude, I don't know what could be more of a surefire bet. Like at this stage of the game where everything's just kind of like free for all yeah. with with the DC universe, just give us a Batman three. Just give it to us. Just everyone would turn up for it. Just give us Michael Keaton as Batman one more time. Yeah. Just that's that's its own thing. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking a, bring Tim Burton in. It's not a bad let him idea. do his thing and call it done. Call it quits. Everyone would turn up for it. Just give him a paycheck. <laughs> Everyone's there. It's true. Um, I don't think the movie would live up, but it's true. No, yeah. no, but still, we'd all be very excited. Dude, to be we'd there. be yeah. here. We'd, we'd be there. We'd it be would there. make money. Yes. Um, you and you and I would buy the physical copy. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. No, one hundred percent. Um, you know, <clears throat> I'm. I was very happy for that brief two weeks when Henry Cavill was back as Superman because was he wasn't. Too. I was too. Because I, I, I feel like the man never got his due. Like yeah. I feel like he was turning in good performance after good performance, doing what he was supposed to do in each film. Yeah, he was. Um, but never really got his chance to shine in a good movie. Um, totally agree. Which is depressing because he probably, he's in the top three. Superman, he's he's there with um, Christopher Reeves mm-hmm. and... Um, Tom Welling, as well, far as I'm concerned. R- real quick interjection. During 2018 and 19, Matthew Vaughn was openly begging Warner Brothers to let him do A Man of Steel 2. And at that time, that was the thing I wanted the most. Yes. That was like, I was like, just let Matthew Vaughn and Henry Cavill make Superman, like, let them make a Superman movie. Like, just let them do it. Like, it'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which would have been great because Matthew, it would have been great. Matthew, Matthew Vaughn knows how to make, he's fantastic. He knows how to make Movies and comic book movies for sure. So, um, but uh, we lose that. We probably lose Gal Gadot as one woman, which is pretty solid. And um, probably the the biggest um, loss would be um, Margot Robbie as uh, Harley Quinn. Harley yeah. Quinn. She's perfect. She's she's very good. She's she's a strong role. actor. She and I'm not I'm not like a big Margot Robbie person. Yeah, but she's not a bad actor, and she's good as Harley Quinn. Yeah, I I am actually it's funny I'm actually like I'm actually pretty comfortable rebooting Wonder Woman, um, and I love 2017's Wonder Woman. Like yeah. I love that movie more than most people do, but I don't think that um, I don't think that Gal Gadot is a good actor. Yeah. And I think that in the second movie, like, where she had to do... Because, like, in the first movie, she's just, like, this, like, smiling, naive chick. Yeah. Like, I'm which pretty, works. Which and it works. works. But, like, as soon as she had to, like, act, she was really bad. Yeah. And, like, to me, to me personally, that movie was really bad. I don't like... I didn't like the, the latest one at yeah. all. So I'm, I'm actually... I'm actually really comfortable pitching, um... Wonder Woman to like a new filmmaker yeah. and like a new actor and like starting over with that. Like yeah, that's that's cool with me. Then yeah. yeah, then I mean, I mean, we already kind of, I mean, we we supposedly get Ben Affleck as Batman in Flash, Flashpoint, yeah, or yeah, yeah the Flash. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. there, there. So the the word is that the studio is split on whether or not to do it. 
because they technically have Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, and Ben Affleck in that movie, and they're concerned about about making promises they're not planning to deliver. Yeah. Well, I mean, they already did that with the Snyder Cut. They, so. I mean, they delivered the Snyder Cut, though. Well, but the Snyder Cut ends with the promises that yeah, it's not going to deliver. For sure. Well, but this is a new regime, though, and that's the point, is that yeah. they don't know if they wanted to be doing what the old regime was yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, thoughts on the Snyder Cut, since we're touching on it? Better? Worse? It's a long bout of silence. I'm gonna lose the audience. Okay, okay. If we ever get an audience, I'm gonna lose them. Let me just I'll just say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say this. To me, Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman um are very important characters and I love them a lot. I think they're super important, I think they're great, blah 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 blah. I'm this comic book nerd. I think that the theatrical cut of the Justice League has the best the best like Batman line that is the most actually the way that I see the character, the way that like Paul Dini writes the character in the animated series, when he tells the Flash, save one, then you'll know. To me, that's like that's like the most Batman moment. And I think that like the theatrical cut has like Superman actually acting like Superman. And like I don't think it's a good movie. Like theatrical cut's a Frankenstein, um, it's a Frankenstein's monster. But like I feel like there was an effort made to like get it right and um and i don't really think i think i should stop there fair enough yeah it's a discussion for another time well just i just i don't want to get into the center cut right now i just i i don't think that it's um this great improvement in fact i i i, I feel like there's like the pacing for example there's like there's like I, I like I was watching that movie with my girlfriend and there was like 15 minutes of like nothing happening and like I feel like if you had watched that movie in a movie theater and you'd paid to see it and you were sitting there for four hours I think people would have probably given it a lot different yeah so but I also don't want to be a hater like I was one of the people that wanted to see it happen yeah I wanted to see that movie finished I want to see what he wanted to do like I wanted everyone to get that so like I was a person that was like yeah like like let's let's make the movie let's see the movie like what what did, what was he gonna do before they took it away from him like I was interested in that I don't. I'm not like in love with Zack Snyder or anything, but um, yeah, I'm I'm not either. That being said, I like I 100 prefer the uh, the Snyder cut to the the theatrical cut. Um, but Zack Snyder is a a fifty fifty split for me. Um, but... Dude, I like, like it's so weird because like I like a grip of Zack Snyder movies, but I'm also like keep him away from things that I like. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I just. Dude, the his zombie movie was just I thought it was fucking trash. It Dude, that's a zombie movie though. Like that's that's the easiest thing to get right. Yeah, and well, like, I mean, and he's that's done, done it right before his remake of Dawn of the Dead. I think is great. Who wrote the remake of Dawn of the Dead? James Gunn. James Gunn. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, like, and like, I'm not, I'm not trying to hate, but like, but like. Sucker Punch was an easy W. That's an easy W. Sucker Punch was one of the sucked. most boring it movies sucked. ever seen. It sucked badly. So. Yeah, and it's just like hot girls fighting. And, and but but somehow I love what TK said. It's hot girls fighting robots. Why am I bored? Yeah. Why am I bored? Yeah. And that, so that okay. So this is so this is my feelings on Snyder, and I'm not trying to hate, 
but I just feel like Snyder movies, I feel like Snyder's narrative isn't that great, and I feel like sometimes he does stuff that's, like, really bad, and, like, um, I think, like, Sucker Punch not being good and Army of the Dead not being good are kind of demonstrative of, of, of what I think of his abilities yeah. as a filmmaker. I don't think, yeah, and that said, I'm really looking forward to his Netflix movie. Because it's basically Star Wars fanfic. And if you were like, what kind of movie from Zack Snyder would you like? Star Wars fanfic sounds about right. Like That yeah. sounds like something else. What like. is this one that he's got coming out? Um, his next movie is coming out from Netflix. And um, it's going to be like a science fiction... Um, it's going to be like a science fiction epic... And it's going to be a couple of them. It's called uh, Rebel Moon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah and it's yeah. going to be two movies. And they're 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 basically like he's basically doing Zack Snyder's Star Wars. Like he's doing thirty style pulp science fiction as a duology of movies, or at least he has he has two picture deal. And that to me sounds like the most interesting thing that Zack Snyder could do right now. And I'm not even confident he's going to nail that because he fucked up Sucker Punch. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, I digress. Um, real quick, do you, do you see my point about Theatrical Justice League, or am I just... Um, I get some of it. I definitely see Superman as being Superman in, um, in Theatrical Cut is more in line with... Superman? 1978. 77 Superman, like, he's definitely in line with, uh, um, Christopher Reeves, like, it feels like that, um, I don't think Joss Whedon's Joss Whedon-ness works in Justice League, um, I mean, I don't really either. It's not a very good movie. No, <laughs> like the I, theatrical cut's not. And a very I, good movie. I like, I like that line mm-hmm. that you're talking about as far as Batman. Yeah, I just, I'm not, I'm totally guilty of loving long movies. I yeah. am. Uh huh. Um, and I loved the fact that I got to sit and watch four hours of fucking superheroes. Try and figure it out. I think that the villain is better in Snyder's cut. I think there's a lot. It, it doesn't feel as cobbled together. It feels like a more linear story. It just feels cleaner. Because it's, co- it's, it's one cohesive movie, yeah. right? It's the movie they wrote yeah. and they shot. And, and, and one, I, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it by no means is perfect. Um, I just enjoyed it more mm-hmm. than what I saw in theaters. Um, and... Uh, you know, and, and even what, like, watching Batman be Superman, it was a movie that I was expecting to be disappointed in. I was disappointed in. I just wasn't as disappointed as I expected to be disappointed in. Um, That's fair. You know, uh, I, I was, I, I went into Batman vs. Superman hoping for the best movie I'd ever seen in my life. Yeah. And that, so that's a little different. But yeah, yeah I, I already knew that it wasn't going to be that. Yeah. I was really expecting to just be fucking flabbergasted. To some degree, I was. Right. Um, but the again, the thing that really, like, every time 
he was on screen, the thing that brought me back was was Ben Affleck as Batman. I I thought he did such a good job. He is as far as physical human actors on screen. I was thinking about this the other day. He is the best representation of the animated series as far sure as he is. Sure, the way he looks and stuff. Not really the way he's written. No, 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 no. But the yeah. like his physicality and all yeah, that stuff. Is. And and he, for, just he for sure. the way he portrays Batman himself, you know, uh not the way that Batman handles business right. necessarily. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he is the beast that is in the Batman animated series. He is someone that is fucking intimidating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, absolutely. To, absolutely. to um, you know, he's not a monologuing supervillain from the Incredibles. Mm-hmm. That's not what Batman should be. No, but just reference to the the end there where he becomes a monologuing supervillain from the Incredibles. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but he was up to that point probably the best version of that type of Batman of just his physical appearance showing up and people looking at him and going, "Oh fuck!" Yeah, I'm in trouble. Um, I fucked up until. Last year, right <laughs> when a certain skinny Englishman that said, everyone was like, "No, he couldn't possibly be Batman," yeah. and this guy just walks into a room and everyone stops and stares. Um, yeah, let's talk about the Batman a little bit. Let's talk about it. What was your favorite movie from last year? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would be uh, Matt Reeves' The Batman. Caitlin, why don't you go ahead and ask me what my favorite movie from last year was. What was your favorite, favorite movie of 2022? Uh, that would be Matt Reeves' The Batman. The Batman. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was. Uh, and here's the thing, though, man. I actually think it was the best movie. I legit do. Too. I don't think it was just like, oh, well, my favorite movie. That's part of it. But I think it was the best film of yeah. the year. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I go... I really have to, you know, find the line between myself and the rest of humanity because obviously, you know, Top Gun is is really, really sure. there. But, but there, wait, there's a difference though between paying a ticket to see to see a movie and like a paying a ticket made. to be in a world and be and a movie being great. Yeah, like there's a lot of movies I'll pay a ticket to see. There's a difference and and. Yeah, more people saw Top Gun. But, like, if you're on, like, Letterboxd, the app, like, Batman, the the Batman is consistently in, like, everyone's top three movies of the year for a reason. People with very wide tastes. Yes. Like, everyone's got the Batman in the top three of the year because that was a fucking impressive film. That's all I'm saying. I, uh... I don't even know where to begin. I, I guess I could... I, we talked a little bit about this off mic where so I, I saw this movie. Yeah. I saw this movie in probably the height of my anxiety with the 
war on Ukraine where every other day I looked at the news and it yeah. was like, all right, cool, we're about to be nuked. Yeah. And um, I've since then stopped looking at the news, so we could probably be nuked any day now. I wouldn't know about it. I mean, but, we could be, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I remember being in Lazy Dog having drinks right before going into the theater and Damn. and looking at the news because I was I was literally checking it every five minutes mm-hmm. literally checking every five minutes and and oh my boy there was a power plant a nuclear power plant that was on fire mm-hmm. and they were expecting it to explode and i went into the movie just knowing it was gonna explode uh-huh and I would say probably about at like the 25% mark of the film, I really had to pee. So I ran to the bathroom, went pee, and looked at my phone, and there it was like, oh, we put out the fire, everything's okay. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and I went, and I enjoyed the rest of the movie wholeheartedly. And that was uh-huh. a beautiful experience. Mm-hmm. Um Maybe like a month or so later, they released it on HBO Max, and I watched it at home, and I had a really good time with it. And then Halloween came around, and I was like, I need to watch that Batman movie. It's on HBO Max, mm-hmm. and it takes place during Halloween. Yep. I didn't watch it during Halloween time, but it was a couple of days after Halloween, and I was feeling really depressed, and I was like, you know what? That movie takes place during Halloween. It starts in Halloween and then takes place in in the weeks after Halloween. I was like, there is literally no better time to watch that movie and deal with my depression (laughs) post-Halloween than right now. And I kept on thinking about it. I kept on, like, really wanting to be a part of that world. And I watched it over the course of three nights because it's a fucking three-hour movie. It's a long movie. And... Every time I sat down to rewatch it, I was so engaged and so excited to be part of that that world, that Gotham, and it felt so comforting. I, I can't even explain why, because it's not like a exciting. I mean, it's exciting, but it's not like a comforting world to be a part of. It's very dark and grimy and unwelcoming. But I kept on going back to like, you know, the fucking club. And everything like that. And yep. and I just wanted to be invested in that world. Um, it has kind of become a, a comfort movie for me. Yeah. Same. Same here, for sure. Have you watched it a number of times? Yeah. So so I watched that movie three times in theaters. I watched oh, it. Jesus. So I watched it the night before opening night. Um, the night before opening night. Yeah, my girlfriend and I were able to get um, secret, you know, sneak preview tickets the night before opening night. And then, thank you, sir. And then um, opening night, we already had plans to see it with another friend of mine. Mm-hmm. So we went and saw it the very next day. So so the, the Wednesday before opening night and the Thursday of opening night, we watched it both nights. Oh, you motherfucker. I didn't realize that I was going to pour out that whole glass. Right. <laughs> that wasn't my original intent. And no, it's like, good. I don't want to leave during this conversation to go try and find something else. No, no, it's, it's, it's pretty <laughs> good. Um, it's only the eight here. It's not, 
Oh, it's only, it's only the eight-year <laughs> Lagavulin people. It's only eight-year Lagavulin. Anyway, um, so we went and saw it um, uh, the night before opening night. We went and saw it opening night with my friend. And I remember um, my friend, I told him, like, so we actually saw it last night. I'm sorry we saw it without you. And he said, does it meet your standards for Batman? And this friend is a film nerd and he's a comic book nerd. He said, did it meet your standards for Batman? And I said, yeah, it did. And he said, okay, cool. We went and saw it, and then the second the credits hit, he went, well, that was the best Batman movie. Um, and then I saw it one more time in theaters because TK was saying he didn't want to watch it because it was a three-hour movie, blah, 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 blah. And then finally... Whoa, finally, of course, of course. And then finally he said, okay, if you guys want to come down here to Burbank, I'll watch it with you guys. So we came down to Burbank, we hung out, we watched good. the movie. You're too good. Yeah. So then we watched it. So I saw it three times in theaters. Since then, I've watched it twice at home. Yeah, and it's more than I've watched it. So I've seen it five times. Um, and I would say to call it, um, I would say to call it a comfort movie is actually an understatement because I don't want to throw it on all the fucking time. I want to throw it on like every day. Like it, it's like a comfort blanket movie. Like I, I, I love it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it five times, and um, the thing about the that movie is that it's perfect. Um, like, obviously, we poke holes in anything, but, like, the script, the score, the cinematography, the set design, the direction, the blocking, the performances, like, it's a masterful work of film. Like, it's beautiful it's incredible and it actually kind of bothers me because like i feel like because the dark knight <clears throat> was a perfect movie that no one wants to talk about the fact that this is also a perfect movie like sorry folks there's two perfect batman movies that are masterpieces that are tens out of tens but people don't want to talk about that because it, it already happened and it, it's funny because i remember kevin smith saying Ben Affleck doesn't want to make a Batman movie because The Dark Knight already happened. What what can you possibly do? And Matt Reeves said, hold my fucking beer. You can do this, right? I want to hear what you have to say. I, like, you already said it. Like, the reason that, like, the only reason that I could justify that more people aren't talking about this movie, that this isn't the best movie of the year for people, is that... Chris Nolan did did the unthinkable. Yep. He made what is essentially, for all intents and purposes, a perfect trilogy, which probably hadn't been done since Star Wars. Yeah. With equally well, the Return of the Jedi and The Dark Knight Rises being. We're ignoring the Lord of the Rings here. That's fine. And uh, the, the Lord of the Rings is... is no, no, you're, you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. The, the Lord of the Rings is almost not so much a trilogy as it is one, one continuous ten hour movie. story. That's right. Like, I that's mean, right. yeah. that's almost on another level of perfection. I agree. It, um, and, I mean, arguably, you could make make the same argument for for Star Wars that it was so 
supposedly one whole story that George Lucas broke into. Sometimes when people ask me about my favorite movies, I'll use Star Wars as one movie, and I mean the original trilogy. Yeah. And, I'm totally cheating. Yeah. And I, for a long time, would say that, you know, Star Wars 1 through 6 is my third favorite movie. There because it, Great it is. Because it's, it's a movie. Like, it is. It's one story, um, right? Yeah. My my only difference with with that is that the Star Wars movies are not all directed by George Lucas. Those three movies were Lord of the Rings is directed by Peter Jackson, Peter Jackson, and The Dark Knight is directed by Christopher Nolan. That's right. So Absolutely. there is that. Um, oh man. Uh, the Dark Knight. Trilogy is phenomenal. It's, it's phenomenal. Amazing. I love it so um, much. Yeah. I would make the argument, and this is a big fucking thing. Yeah. Batman Begins, fuck, that feels like Gotham. That oh, is yeah. fucking Gotham. It's a great movie. It, God, it, I love that it, movie. It, it, yeah. is, it is the most underrated of the trilogy. Dude, dude when that movie... Think about... Okay, I'm, I'm, I should say think about it as if you don't know what I'm talking about. Think about being someone who loved Batman in 2005 and that movie coming out. Dude, I, I mean, didn't, Jesus I didn't, Christ. I liked Batman. Batman oh, okay, was always so something that yet. I was really fascinated with, oh. but I wasn't allowed to grow up. Okay, okay. I wanted so, Batman okay. so much okay. in my life. So I had already grown up with Batman. In 2005, getting Batman Begins felt like God had blessed yeah, me. Like, yeah. Thank you for that. Like, what did I do to deserve this? It was so. It was so awesome. It was such a dope. It's such an exciting movie. It's it's so faithful. Yes. To to Batman and the source yeah. material. Yeah. And and up to that movies. point, like, like it just. And this is someone who I saw Batman Begins. Pro- be- probably before I saw Batman. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, wow, okay. It's before I saw Batman. The only thing that I really had to go off of was uh, uh, the 1960s Batman movie. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing I had to go off of. Please, help yourself. Um, you know, wash the bourbon out of your mouth. Um, uh, so that was something I saw in 2005 and was... <laughs> I was like... Raz al Ghul, they're just making up characters. <laughs> That's what I felt like when I watched that movie. Uh-huh. Um, but I really enjoyed it. And then, you know, probably like a year or two later, I saw Batman. Really enjoyed it. Was it did, you, did you like that the first time around? I did. I okay. did. I really did. Because um, I don't, I don't. I'm meeting people today who like don't like that movie. Yeah, and I don't. There, I'm there, like, there but are, I watched that as a little kid. There are some big issues with. No, no, I, I have issues with it. But, yeah, and, but not but, I mean, seeing the good parts. Is a, good. I mean, like it's it's amazing. It's yeah. an amazing movie. Right. It's damn near. It really is damn near perfection. Mm. No way in hell. Alfred would ever let Vicky Vale into the no. Batcave. That no. is my biggest, my biggest gripe. One. Right. I don't like Batman. Uh, also, doesn't fucking throw people off fucking roofs. Batman's and shit. just killing people. Yeah, and um, 
I don't like that the Joker was the person that killed Batman's parents. I don't, don't like that. Even though the guy that kills Batman's parents looks more like the Joker than Jack Nicholson <laughs> ever will. Um, but, yeah, so... Sometime after that, my buddy... Um, uh, my brother's friend lends me the Batman animated series. I would go over to my brother's friend's house and oh, they would all man. drink and that was the first place I was ever I was ever, you know, drinking and it was great and I would have good times and his buddy John would uh show me episodes of TVs and he was like like watch the Batman animated yeah. series. Like watch it. Yeah. And I'd always wanted to watch it ever since I was a little kid. I had seen parts of it. I'd seen parts of the Two Face episode. I'd always wanted to watch it. So I watched it and I fucking became infatuated with Batman. Yeah. And that was Rightfully about, so. That was it's, a great. Yeah. It was about it was the summer of like 2007. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> my goodness. And so I just want to say this real quick like I I've thought about this because like people who were like obsessing about Batman 89 or like people who were mad about it I can't imagine, like, a better introduction to that character than that show. Because, like, my introduction to the character was 89. Yeah. It was 1992's Batman Returns. My my real, the place where that solidified my love for Batman was that show. And there's no better source material than that. No! That's, I, like, the ultimate, like, do you, do you, do you want to meet this character? Do you want to yeah. see if you love this world? Here it is. And it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. I, I watched it. From start to finish, and then he's like, "All right, cool. You like that? Here's Batman Beyond. Oh my God, which yeah. <laughs> yeah. is has no business being the second best Batman anything ever made. That's it right. really doesn't. That's right. And it is. Um. Yeah. How have we not gotten that movie yet? Like how? <laughs> we will. We will. I, just, we, <laughs> we just have to keep living long enough. So we'll get there. You, know, you like, and me are going to look like Bruce Wayne in that show. Hell, <laughs> yes. hell yes, we will. We'll but go we'll, in there with our cane. We will, we will walk our asses in that movie. And those little kids trying to run by us will knock them over. It's going to be great. Uh, but, so, I remember, I remember just, like, feeling like, 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 I knew. Like, I knew better than anyone, because I had watched Batman the Animated Series, that I knew these characters yep. 100% through and through, probably read zero comics by that point, and I remember seeing the first picture of the Joker and be like, huh, he doesn't look like he fell into a vat of waste, right. and being very angry about it. Right. Um... And then finding out that he did makeup, and then finding out that it was, you know, Keith Ledger, and being like, this is not right, this is not what it should be, and then, god damn, that teaser trailer came out, and I just, all you had to do was hear his voice, and you're like, that's not Keith Ledger, you're lying to me, and then I, I was hooked. I, everything, every single fucking thing that was the Dark Knight after that I had to watch, be a part of, I was invested in that was my life. That was... Yeah, I mean, I remember I, I became friends with you only a couple of years after that. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was a very, 
It was it was a big part of me. Big part of who you were. Big part. And like it, that was probably part of why we became friends, right? It was an easy thing for us to Well, and there was that and then uh obviously the Dark Knight Rises was on the horizon and that probably more so because so just a little if I could go off on a little rabbit trail um briefly, I did during that time in between watching the animated series and when the Dark Knight came out, I did a play and I played a, a villain in this play and I I I stole like every single thing that Mark Hamill did as the Joker and all the that, you know, uh Bruce Tim and Paul uh is it Paul yeah. Dini. Paul Dini did as like their their fucking how they wrote him and, and drew him and everything. I stole it all. Um and I, you know, performed this character with my my shoulders up and my legs together and just like crazy eyes the entire time and I did all that. Um and I really became really attached to the Joker. Like my favorite. Like just became a part of my being. But then Tom Hardy as Bane, and it wasn't just a character anymore, it was a fucking lifestyle. I gotta eat, I gotta get big, I gotta put on weight, I gotta fucking talk like him, I gotta walk like him. My wife will fucking, like, double down on this. To this day, she's like, you do that like Tom Hardy. You are Tom Hardy. Why are you being like Tom Hardy? Stop doing that. Like, <laughs> like I'm laughing because I agree. Yes, you were there. Yeah. You were a part of that. Was. That was a that was like years. I mean, to this day, it is still a thing it's that hilarious. I don't even know I do it. Yeah. Um, and that is how much of an effect those movies had on my life that they were like my fucking life for years mm-hmm. um so all of that said it takes a major motion picture <laughs> <laughs> to fucking like change course like the Batman is my Batman movie What about you? Like, what? what's your journey? Like, point A to point B, how do you get from where you started to where we're at? With Batman? Yeah. Give me, give me a, 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 a through line. Okay, okay, okay. Here we go. And I'm going to do my best because this is complicated. Four years old. I was shown a movie called Batman by my dad. And my dad said, I think this is one of my favorite movies I've ever seen. And um, my dad's other favorite movies were movies that at the time I didn't like very much. Like um, The Thing. And Apocalypse Now. And, you know. Heavy. Yeah, stuff that didn't stuff that didn't work for toddlers for some reason. I can't imagine why. Yeah. So anyway, so my dad would show me Batman eighty nine at a very young age, and I loved it. And then Batman ninety two, Batman Returns with the Penguin and Michelle Pfeiffer, 
And I loved Batman 89 because my dad loved it. I think I loved Batman Returns because my sister loved it. Probably because Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. But she loved that movie, right? So I loved those movies. And then the animated series came out, and I was just a little kid, man. I was, I was a very little kid when the animated series came out. And that was, like, definitive with me. Like, at that, at that time... My first superhero stuff was Batman and Superman. It was it was it was uh, Richard Donner's Superman and uh, Tim Burton's Batman. So that in initially formed me. And then there was the Flash TV show. But then there was um, there was the TV shows, uh, the cartoons of Spider Man, Batman, and the X Men. And Batman was the best one. Yeah, I loved the X Men. I love Spider Spider Man, but X Men, uh, but Batman was the best one. And then. Um, that, that was a full imprint. Like, the Tim Burton Batman, the TV, the cartoon, the animated series was a full imprint. And then I got a copy of Batman The Dark Knight Returns for, like, my eighth birthday from one of my aunt's husbands at the time. Heavy for an And, like, <laughs> would you give that book to a fucking eight-year-old? Because I wouldn't. Like, I can, I can think of Batman books I'd give to an eight-year-old. Any one of them. Uh-huh. Anyway, I read it. And I liked it. And that <laughs> stuck with me, right? Um, so then that was it. And then like and then like by by like ten or eleven, I, I was a late reader. I have dyslexia. Um, so I, I didn't start reading as early as other kids did, but by the time I started reading, um comic books were were my favorite thing to read. And Batman was my favorite character. I I really liked Marvel and I was definitely a Marvel zombie. Like I loved X-Men and Spider-Man and all of that, but in DC, I fucking loved Batman, and so I read tons of Batman comics, and then you know, and then Batman Begins came out, and that was a whole thing. And what was your what was your initial like response? Do you remember kind of like like all right, so the guy from American Psycho is gonna play Batman? <sighs> like I I was skeptical. I was quite young. You know, this is a long time ago. I was skeptical because I loved Tim Burton's Batman so much, and I just kind of thought they'd fuck it up. Because if you were if you recall back then, they were fucking up everything. Yes, like there was like that a was the time. Here's a shitty Ghost Rider. Here's a shitty Daredevil. Here's a shit like yeah. You had a good Spider Man. You had a good X Men. What else did you have that was good? Like like Fantastic Four sucked. Like everything sucked. So I just kind of assumed it was going to be bad. In fact, we'll get on that later. Um, I just thought it was going to suck. But then um, the trailers looked good, and I got cautiously optimistic, and then I went and saw it, and I was, I was dead in love. I was butt in love. And um, Killian Murphy had actually been in another film 28 days later. Yes. And I, already, I, already, I was already in love with that guy. I was like, okay, well, he's fucking amazing. Well, guess what? He was amazing. He's still amazing. It's 20 years later. He still rules. He's still fucking rules. And he's still working with Chris Nolan. That's a great goddamn right. Anyway, so I I loved it. And then The Dark Knight came out and it was like kind of the best movie ever. Yes. You know, it was like kind of like, well, that's like my favorite thing I've ever seen. Um, And then I made friends with you and we connected on that. And... Um, I got back into reading comic books, and then the the Arkham video games came out. Yes. And that all of that is, we're talking 12, 13 years ago now. 
right? Yeah. So, like, my, my whole life, basically, I've loved Batman in every kind of iteration, from comic books to movies to video games. I've had friends. I think it's something, like, you and, you and I connect on tons of stuff. It's not like we're just Batman friends. But that's, like, a thing that's been special about both of us um, yes. the whole time that we've known each other was how much we loved that then. And um, I think it's always kind of been there. Yeah, I mean, we're what are we on, like, fucking 10 years of friendship now? And no, Johnny boy. Longer? <laughs> what year do you think it is? <laughs> At least 13 years. Oh, God damn. I would say I would say we met fourteen years ago. We've probably been friends about thirteen years. God damn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. No, 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 no. It's it's good. It's good to put. I, you, you I were definitely I, a teenager when we became friends. Yeah. So. No. Uh, I remember. I was honestly thinking about it either today or yesterday when I was thinking about doing this pod, and I was like, oh man. I remember the first time Nick introduced us, and we were like at his house, and he was talking about like you two moving in together which didn't happen but I remember that was the first time that I had met you and I was like god this guy's like so like and not like old in a bad way but like old in a mature way like I thought you were like like the dude you know yeah, and I was yeah. like oh god I'm so like ugh. and then you know we were working together probably like less than a year later and uh god damn we had we really did have some just fucking chill times at Starbucks, man. That was that was yeah. just like the chillest. Like in retrospect, a job that like I mean I know you were like a low key manager there, but like it was uh, so much more chill than than <laughs> anything that we've ever done since. You know? Yes, it, I mean it, yeah. It was. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I I agree. Like it's it totally been something that we bonded over and I mean it's I just how do you feel like with all of that history with we have I mean no one's ever going to be Kevin Conroy okay can we stop for a moment yeah because this is something we've wanted to talk about Kevin Conroy we love you we miss you yes right I Uh, mean I I just we have to put that out there there's there's like there's probably like two people that are alive today that when they pass, I'm that are that are people that I've never met that right. I, I I've never you know they'll never know me or anything like that. But when they die, like I will cry, and that's John Williams and Steven Spielberg. Um, but Kevin, Kevin Conroy, Conroy was one of those was people. was one someone that I was so not you just cut caught so off guard because what he was in his 60s we didn't think he was going anywhere man. yeah and that was I one mean, that was like not prepared for adam west was still doing batman projects in his 90s and like some part of me thought that kevin conroy would just keep being batman into his 90s and then one day he was just fucking gone and um and yeah and he is He's the definitive Batman, and yes. he always will be. Yes. He will always be the voice of Batman. He will always be the heart of Batman. He will always be our Batman. Um, yes. I, I, I will I will always go back to him saying, like, I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Like, that will always the, the, yeah, be in here. Like, yes. that's, he's that guy. 
and will always be that guy. Well, that is where we get that that fucking yeah. beautiful line and that that fucking <sighs> that I mean it is a fucking chest pumping sort of um, vengeance. Yes. Like it is. I remember the, when I saw the, that in the trailer and I was the, like the, Yes! Yeah, so, so if anyone's wondering, in, in the in the Batman, the, the Matt Reeves film, 2022 is the Batman, when he says, um, vengeance, that comes from Kevin Conroy. Yes. That comes from his, his uh, piece about being the Batman, and he was certainly our Batman. And uh, I'm just going to take a moment to say he was a fucking wonderful person, and um, he did videos for children he would do videos for children with cancer or other problems and he would do videos as in in character as batman and be like hey to like three-year-olds like hey i love you batman loves you and i'm vengeance i'm the night i'm batman and i love you and you're brave and you're a superhero and like and he continued to do that as he was fucking fighting cancer and knew that he was dying and um Yeah, that's my Batman, man. Yeah. And I love him. And I, I will miss him. Yeah. Yep. I, uh... I have tried to... It's, it's one of those things that, you know, you don't... Again, I don't want to... I don't want to force anything on my son, but I've, I've tried to sneak Batman snuff it, stuff uh, in here and there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know... Um, this, this past, uh, season I threw on some, uh, Batman cartoons for him, and it was, uh, it was probably like a week ago or something like that, he woke up from his nap, and he was kind of groggy and kind of like pouting, mm-hmm. and usually he kind of wants to watch like Disney stuff or something like that, I was like, I'll put something on the TV for you, what do you want to watch? Batman, Daddy. <sighs> so of course we put on some uh, some Batman animated series, and you know, party sits and watches. Good father. I mean, that's that's <laughs> like it's like I have a little boy. Like I have yeah. like a little boy that wants to play with cars and wants to play with trucks and he likes to fight and he likes to be aggressive and he's like he's like such a little boy and he likes to get into mischief and I'm like oh man he's gonna love Batman and not only that but like but like and like this is one of those things dude where like we as adults think that Batman is so for us but like part of what Batman is for especially like dude like Batman the Animated Series and I'm not kidding I'm being really serious right now like I think part of the reason that I'm not a terrible person is because Batman taught me to be a decent person. Like, or even like, like bullshit. Like, like I think like Power Rangers, right? Mm-hmm. Like fiction I watched showed me that badass motherfuckers like Batman or the Power Rangers or Superman or Spider-Man or whoever were not assholes to the people around them. They were rambunctious. They were busy. They were like, like you have this son who's got all this stuff going on and he's your kid, dude. He's going to have a lot going on, right? But, like, having stuff that shows him that, like, he can be all of that, and he can be adventurous, and he can be tough, and he can still be compassionate and thoughtful and responsive to the world around him in a responsible and good way, that's important. And Batman, dude, 
Batman, not to get all fucking delved up here, Batman the Animated Series was that. Yeah. Like, the Batman in that show was, like, this very good person who was teaching us a very good way to act. He was like this Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, even even beyond that, like, one of the things, one of the bits that I, like, fucking always go back to um, with The Dark Knight Rises is that moment in the cave where he, Batman says, I'm not afraid, and then the doctor says to him, well, you need to be afraid. Right. Why are you afraid, you idiot? Fear is the driving force. Fear is what makes you want to fight harder. You know, be stronger. The fear of death because you need to accomplish your goals. And that's something that, whether I am conscious of it or not, is something that I always go back to. This this idea of, you know... If I want to leave my mark, if I want to do something worth doing, it's always at the cost of fighting death. The fear of fighting death to, to do something worth doing. And, you know, it, that we're, we're fucking nerds over here. But <laughs> yes, like this all goes back to, to fucking Batman. <laughs> it always does, man. <laughs> And it's always like, back to Batman. Like being being better, being stronger. It, yes, you know, it, fucking movie, like being brave. And, and being even even on the flip side, it's good. it's not it it's it's even more insane because the when you're an adult, it it goes even to the villains sort of aspect of things. You know, I wanted. I was so inspired by Tom Hardy to be stronger, to be bigger, that, you know, I worked out and I ate and I tried to, to be this fucking beast of a human being. And at some point, I got really, really fucking close. He did. And <laughs> I recall, he's not lying. I was there. He and was no big. And then we the have whole, great Halloween pictures, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's there. Um, <laughs> Uh, and, and then the older you get, the more you're like, yeah, you know what? Fuck the government. Let's get a little bit of anarchy in here. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Let's, yeah. Like, I don't like the way things are controlled. We need to, to like, let people do what they want. And it's all these, these, these things. And I, I do. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. There is so many lessons to learn just from a fucking comic book character. Well, and this is my point, man. These comic book characters really matter. And we don't have to segue into this right now, but I just want to... I, I want to... That's an important point that I want to come back to regarding Superman. Well, let's, just, let's, let's just go here. I mean, I don't know. Okay, let's well... Okay, alright. Okay. I'm going to start... Okay, do you know who Grant Morrison is? Yes. Okay, Grant Morrison wrote the greatest Superman comic ever written and also wrote the greatest comic book ever written. It was called All-Star Superman. And it was the best superhero story ever written. And um, the other day, James Gunn posted a picture of that story. 
like I'm reading All Star Superman. People <laughs> are like, oh no, he, he's only reading that for the first time. He said, "This is my millionth time reading it." Relax. Grant Morrison has a philosophy about Superman and comic books, and I don't like you, dude. Like you know me, like I don't believe in anything. Like I believe in like logic. I believe in like sound decisions. I believe in like thoughtful, like um, like thoughtfully like assessing like life, right? But Grant Morrison has this belief that Superman is the greatest thing that humanity has ever created. Like, the greatest thing we've ever done is Superman. Even more than Jesus? Yes. <laughs> much more. Much more. Because Superman's real. Because Superman's real. Like, seriously. Because, like, Superman sets this ideal for us to aspire to. And it is a real ideal it's a real aspiration it's something you can actually reach for like there's this certain fake thing about jesus that sounds so weird there's a certain fake thing about jesus where it's like this holy nature that's not real like what what is there to reach to for that like be more godly what's that mean i'm leaving behind my earthly needs for godly needs what's that mean and that's not hating on you if you like are like super religious and love god and shit i'm just saying like what does that mean like what does that practically mean with superman there's this like there's this ideal of like being the best person no, that you can no, be you're not wrong i mean it, they even it's that great bit that jor-el has in man of steel which is they will stumble after you they will that's that's in the original 1978 superman yeah they'll stumble they'll fall and and eventually they'll accomplish wonders kill all um there's this reality to superman and like according to grant morrison Superman's more real than you and me. You know why? Superman was here before us. Superman will be here after us. And many more people will meet and be influenced by Superman than you and me. So how is Superman not more real than we are? So Superman's not only real, but Superman's the greatest thing that we've ever done as a, as a species. And Greg Morris is not kidding about this. And I, 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 don't, I don't buy this wholesale, but I find this interesting. And it's what you're just talking about, about how, like, Batman is like, well, I learned these things from Batman, right? And you can learn these things from Superman. Like, it can be, like, Grant Morrison sees Superman as the, the greatest beacon we've ever had, as, as a people, as, a, as, as humankind. And I think that's very interesting. And I think that that's... Um, I don't know. I think I just think I just think it's worth mining, worth exploring. I think it's it's interesting that so many people write it off as like kid stuff or bad or whatever. And if you actually dig in and you you see the things that it can be, it can be all these things like Batman the animated series being something that did such a good thing for so many kids. Like if we could actually somehow dig in and find out how Batman the animated series affected children, would we not find out that it did them like like wonders for us as people? Like I think we would. Yeah, well, I, I, I do find it, you know, perplexing because my mother tried to protect me from it for so long. Um, but didn't it make you a better person? And no offense, didn't that make you a better person? I, I, I would argue that it did. Um, I would too. Because there's always a moral, there's always a message, there's always a, a lesson of hope, of struggle, of you know, triumph mm -hmm. of the human soul. 
Absolutely. Um, now I, I, I don't much buy into stuff like that. I mean, you know me, me I'm, I, I'm a, I'm a pessimist through and through. I, I recently told my friend who was, she was having an argument with her sister and she was telling her sister like, well, I love you, but this, this, and this, and I appreciate you, but this, this, and this, and mm -hmm. you know, I really thank you for telling me this, but this, this, and this, and I, my response to her was like, all right, cool, all that's fine, but you really need to get in touch with your Irish and just bottle all that up and just let it fucking consume you, and the minute you realize that humans are a failure... And that you will always be disappointed by every single thing that we do. That you will be so much better off. And I do firmly believe that. I do. I really, I really do. do. That, I, I that also know that you know that that's not the whole story. But that's fine. We'll stop right there. Yeah. And, and you're not wrong. Um, but that, that I'm, I'm so much more content in... in the fact that humanity is a disappointment, that we are a failure. The only thing, the only thing that has given me any hope, and it's it's also a supreme point of anxiety and disappointment, is that, you know, I have a son, and that maybe, just maybe, he could be better than me. Yep. Probably will be. I hope so. Probably because of you. Probably because of his mother, but um, you know, there, there. When I watch things like Batman, when I watch things like Superman, when I see things like fucking Shawshank Redemption mm -hmm. in the Green Mile, written by Stephen King, by the way, the the fucking you know master of horror, the who, hack horror, writer, who, who who's so bad, who manages to write some of the most hopeful and inspiring human stories of all and brilliant for that yeah that there there is some worth to <sighs> us as a species and maybe i don't know just maybe we... and that is where you and tk uh are so similar and where i am this weird person who has to be this I'm this optimist because I'm like very pessimistic, but you guys make me be the optimist and fuck you. And like, you know, it's cool. And this this isn't all appropriate for the podcast, but it's fine. You're a very good person and you're a very good uh, role model for your son. And so, I mean, I guess that's something for the counter argument. But I want to ask you this. And yeah. I think this is fun for the conversation here because I, I talked to some people about this. So I asked some people. Do you think that James Gunn's Superman, and we can get back to Batman, but do you think James Gunn's Superman can be his Sam Raimi's Spider-Man moment? And what do I mean by that? Sam Raimi's Spider-Man had such a... Did I just give you whiplash with that? Did I just fuck everything? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. You're good, you're good. Was, I was just I'm, like, I'm, I'm Johnny, good. you're a good person? No, tell <laughs> me about Superman. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. You're my best All right. friend. All right. Tell me about Superman. You're right. you're a pretty good human being. Now let's see how you feel about what most people are saying is the best human being ever. ever. Right. <laughs> so so check it out. So um I had this thought that and this is my hope, that like 
Sam Raimi's Spider-Man moment was that Sam Raimi was this brilliant creative person and he got Spider-Man and he had such reverence that he not only injected his own voice and his own style, but he also made sure that the spirit of the original thing was true. And he created like the perfect synergy of like the original thing, his own voice and like the perfect thing. He made the Spider-Man trilogy, which I think is just brilliant, right? Do you think that maybe, and we don't know if James Gunn's directing or not, but let's say maybe James Gunn's directing. Do you think maybe James Gunn could do that with Superman in this instance? And I want to point out that I had three conversations about this. The first was with my girlfriend, and I said, do you think this could be his Sam Raimi moment? And she said, yes, I'm almost certain it will be. This will be the, the Superman movie, talking to me specifically, that you've always wanted. And I'm like, ah, oh, thank you, babe. I went to my friend, Holly, who was the guy I went to see Batman with. Comic book nerd and film nerd. He gets both. And I said, do you think this is possible? And he said, yes. Like, that's, he's like, that's what's going to happen. He's like, James Gunn is going to respect Superman enough to bring enough of his voice that he's going to make it perfect. And I asked TK, I said, do you think that, that <laughs> this could be James Gunn's Sam Raimi moment where he creates a perfect thing where he has enough revenue for the character and talent to make it perfect? And he said, in two letters, no. So... With a shout out and love to our friend TK. What do you think about that? What do you think about that? Boy, do I hate to equal the scales, but no. No. Um and Fuck me. Okay. And and here's why. Hit me. Um Fuck I love me. James Gunn. Yeah. Now, do I think he can do a good treatment? Yes. I think he can write a good story. Now, if he's directing and if he is a screenwriter, I think we're in we're in trouble. Um, and wow, my my reasons for that are I'm so fucked up on this twofold. because like my my hopes hinge on this movie. Go ahead. My reasons for this are twofold. One, I have not seen James Gunn direct like, and I'm not. Saying that he can't because if you can do comedy, you can do drama. But I've not seen him direct or be a part of one serious thing through and through. And 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 just hear me out on this. Slither. Yep. Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy two. Guardians the Suicide of the Squad. Like there, there. Don't get me wrong. There's beats of drama. And I. Just little parentheses here. I'd love to be wrong about all this. Also, I have seen his take on Superman. It's Superman is a villain. But I've seen... What is that movie? He did it. He did it with his brother. Brightburn. He yeah. didn't, but he didn't yeah, but he that. Didn't, he didn't direct it. He, he was just a producer on that. I, I, I was pretty sure he was... Did he, I, I'm pretty sure he had... I think uh, he's right. I think he was just a producer. Let's, let's let's just fucking confirm this one way or another. Okay. It looks like it was just his brother. He just had a producing credit. Okay. Right. Okay. So. Which is a movie that I actually like. I don't think they, oh, they, they handle it with as much 
reverence and caution as they probably should have. That being said, I mean, I would love to be wrong, but I just haven't seen anything to really lend itself to... And and, and this... Like this, the Guardians is, of the Galaxy? I... You know, maybe it's maybe it's time. Maybe it's 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 you know, um, Marvel fatigue. But a mo- that was a movie I really enjoyed. I've watched it one time. Um, you watched Guardians of the Galaxy one time, yeah? Because I hit you up in the year of our Lord, twenty fourteen, and I said, my friend Jonathan. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life, and I can't wait for you to watch this movie again. And you said, okay, sure, Caitlin. I'm Did I watch skeptical. it twice? I don't know if you watched it twice. I'm telling I'm telling you what I remember, because this is this is important to this conversation, because I don't think you're giving James Gunn his due, and this is important to me. Okay. And you said, okay, I'm going to go watch the movie. And I said, it's, it's literally one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's, it's so fucking good, Johnny. And you're like, all right, calm down. But, like, I believe you. I'm excited to see it. It's cool. We'll go watch it. You went and watched it. And you text me back, and you said, you said, you called me, you called me on the phone, and you said, obviously, we were walking on water when we came out of the Avengers, because I, I said, maybe it's better than the Avengers, because that was what we had said coming out of the movie. You said, I want you, I want to remind you, we are all walking on water coming out of the Avengers. You said, but, you were like, that is right up there with the Avengers, that is a great movie, and I can't wait to have that in my collection. Like, what an incredible movie. That was your response to that movie. So if you haven't watched it since, and your response to it is it's not as good because you just haven't watched it since then, I'm sorry but that response is invalid. That response that you had to actually seeing the movie is more valid to your modern take of, it's not that good because I haven't watched it in nine years. And I only loved it to death at the time. Okay, okay. A, like... God bless you because that's amazing to me that you remember any of that. It's all true. <laughs> and I don't doubt you. Yeah. Um I don't think I've watched it since. I never okay. bought it. Uh, you didn't buy it? Nope. You literally said I can't wait to have that in my collection back in twenty fourteen. I think that was probably that was at the time when it was like that was probably one of the first movies of Marvel that um I didn't buy, so uh, my glass is smaller. Remember, that's right. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm sorry if I'm killing your expensive gosh. No, 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 no. It was a. Uh, it's old. It needs to be drank. That's right. It's, you gotta finish the bottle sometime. We're at like a two-hour podcast right here. Like seven We're just podcast. going in. <laughs> We're not even on Batman anymore. I know. What are we talking about? Go on. Please. Um, please. But, dude, I remember, I, I legit remember being probably the most excited person in the room when you, me, TK, and like, I don't know if it was Nick or if it was Luke that... But I remember there's four of us that sat there and watched that trailer. That's right. That's you, fucking right. You remember yes. that. Yes, um, we were so pumped. And uh, part of it was because Chris Pratt was... I just known him from um, Parks and Rec. Yeah. And he was this dorky, chubby guy. And now he was this fucking ripped superhero. 
boy, how the times have changed. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, I, dude, I had a blast with it. I had a blast with the second one. Um, even though I do remember watching the second one and feeling something wasn't quite there. Um, even though it had Kurt Russell, which like I feel like you can you can hardly go wrong with Kurt Russell. Maybe it's because it made Kurt Russell a bad guy, which you know I'm not in favor of. Right. Um, but uh. I don't know, man. I didn't watch the Christmas special. I so I I will we'll dive into Marvel here for a, a bit. Sure. Um my good buddy Christian that you know, um he's he's you know a passionate Marvel fan. You guys should actually hang out. Like you guys would really get along great. Um <laughs> uh he he knows how I feel uh, about it, and he recently sent me the the new Ant Man trailer and kind of gave me his pitch about like, come on, man, like I know you're not feeling it, but watch this, like come see this with me, sort of a deal. This will, I I think this will do it for you. And I watched the trailer, and I didn't have the heart to tell him over messaging, so you know I had to wait to. To tell him in person that I was just like, yeah, I watched it. I felt nothing. I felt sure. nothing. Sure. I didn't care. Um, he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, man. It all feels like the same. And that's that's where I'm at with, with all of it. Like, and, you did, know. Did, did, can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you watch Werewolf by Night? I did not. I feel like this whole conversation is almost null and void. <laughs> um... I might need a, a better pitch because I've I've heard some some stuff about it, but like I'm so so unimpressed with everything Marvel has done, and I on on just a basis of like horror in general, like right now if it's not 1980s, I'm. And this is on me. This is one hundred percent. This makes that, you weird. This yeah, this, this, weird. this is this yeah, is yeah. absolutely me, and this Go is ahead. me being weird. But if it's not like nineteen eighties, nineteen seventies horror, like I'm almost not interested in anything right now. Okay, well, and that's that's fine, man. That, like that's your own taste. Like yeah. that's what's going on. Right? Yeah, 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 that's cool. Um, I would say now. Uh, okay, I'll I'll I'll, I'll preface this. If Please. you were to like invite me over. And you're like, hey, Johnny, like, come over. We're going to watch this Werewolf by Night. I'm going to provide drinks and you just, just hang out. I'd be yeah. like, all right, cool. I'm there. I'm going to watch it. Sure. I'm, I'm, you're the host and this is what we're doing. This is kind of what I do with you mm-hmm. or, or like, we haven't had this actual op- opportunity with you because you are great and you do your homework first. Um, everybody else usually comes over, watches the movie with me, and then then we do the podcast and we talk <laughs> about the movie. Um, but if you were to do that, then I'd be like, absolutely, I'm there. I'll watch it wholeheartedly. I'm I'm happy to be there. If I have to do it on my own terms, probably not going to happen. You know? Okay. Well. Okay. And I mean, you know, we're all grown ups. 
and that's that's fine. Like we, you know, we don't have to watch the same things. I'll tell you this: um, that movie fucking slaps. It's it's great. It's it's very um, it's very like hammer horror. It's very like nineteen thirties forties universal horror, and it really gets it right. And it's it's like very good. And um, I think that's kind of my thing when you're like, I'm done with Marvel. I'm like, did you watch the horror movie that Marvel made? You're like, no, I watched the horror movie they didn't make. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, that, that movie, you know, like, no, like, that movie, that movie did kind of suck. But, like, they made a horror movie that was good. And then, like, they're going to make more movies that are good. And, like, I can't convince you to watch them. Like, if you're not interested, you're not interested. And that's fine. Like, I'm not going to be interested in, like, all of the shitty movies you like. Like, you like a lot of terrible... I'm serious. Yeah, I do. I you do. like a lot of terrible, garbage, bullshit movies that, like, I want, I want to like for the sake of having things to watch and talk about, but, like, I don't fucking care. So it's, it's, it's okay. But, like, I just think that, like, Marvel's going to keep making good movies, and, like, I think Burrow by Night was really good. Did, did you watch Black Panther 2? Okay, so here's the thing, man. You're, you're, you're coming up here. You're coming up here with this big, hard dick. Like, I didn't like Doctor Strange 2 and I'm done with Marvel. But you didn't watch Marvel's best projects this year. You don't oh, watch them. Well, I watched two of the three and you didn't I... didn't watch the good ones. I... Well, okay, I didn't watch the... I didn't watch the TV ones. And if, and if it doesn't... Uh, do, fuck the TV one. I don't care about that at all. Well, the only no, TV one I care about bit, is the but, but the, the werewolf one is essentially... That, that's the only one I'm talking about, though, okay. from that. Um, and... And if uh, it doesn't interest you, it doesn't interest you. But my, my, my point being that, like, if, if you gave those a try, I feel like you'd find things you liked. And to my argument about Black Panther, I did watch some substantial recaps on it so I am aware of the way that the film but you didn't see the movie I didn't see the movie but in, 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 in my defense uh-huh. in my defense I I was tapped out at that point I'm 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 like and I'm God bless you I'm I apologize I'm Oh, God bless you. Like, if, if, if it's not drawing you in, you're not interested in seeing it. That, that's what it is. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like, I can't even go to the movies to see movies I want to see yeah. these days. Yeah. So I'm certainly not going to go to see movies I am not interested to- in. Totally fair. I, I will just say, as like your podcast partner and like a movie friend, that I think you're going to skip a lot of good things. Um, and I think I think that your current attitude is actually reflective of the fact that you are sort of deflecting and ignoring good things because you were sitting here talking about uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy like it wasn't a big deal when in reality when you saw the movie you absolutely loved it. Okay. Okay. So I think, but I think I think some of that's going on here, that, and that's okay. You're 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 not wrong. Okay. I, I, yes. You loved that movie. I did. You I were did. Crazy I did. About it. Dude, at the time, Marvel was was perfect for me. I do. Endgame uh-huh. is some of the best fucking cinema I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. I was legit in the shower the other day, in the fucking shower, at whatever time, just thinking about... Just off to Endgame. <laughs> just, yeah, why not? I was legit just thinking about, I am Iron Man. 
And how perfect of a fucking end cap mm-hmm. of 10 fucking years of perfection that was. I will never, ever, ever in a million years take away anything that they did from Iron Man to Endgame. Perfect. Perfect. Uh-huh. I fucking loved it. Uh-huh. I fucking loved all of it. Mm-hmm. Far away from home. Great. Mm-hmm. No way home. Perfect. Everything after that, I have not been able to get on. And and that could just be me. That I could just, just say that sounds like you. That 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 absolutely could just be me. I think I think I've just reached my point. Um but I'm also in a weird fucking place, man. I'm in a legit weird place where and this is a place of where I've never found myself before. Where um with the exception of Tom Cruise movies and Keanu Reeves movies. I I, I don't want to watch any blockbuster films. I really don't. I want to see Mission Impossible and I want to see John Wick 4. Everything else, I'm not really interested in. Even even Oppenheimer, I'm like, all right, Christopher Nolan, how much farther up your ass can you get? Um, That's what I to find out. Yeah, I mean... I love Killian Murphy, and that's actually the thing that's that's kind of reeling me in. I was like, man, he actually looks, that, that movie looks good just because he looks good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm one hundred percent guilty of just being in this weird fucking space where yeah, I'm pretentious in my own right of just like, oh yeah, eighties horror. The, the trasher it is, the better, and fuck everything else. I'm I'm, I'm that, guilty of it. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's called hyperfocus. And that's cool. It's good. It doesn't. The, I think. I think the best thing for you to think of on that level is that that doesn't make other things not good. It's just that's what you're focused on. No, because I have that. I get. I get hyper focused all the time on like things that I'm like interested in. And uh, you know that obviously is kind of you know cut in two by what this whole episode is about. Which is Batman, because that is a very current movie. Right. Speaking of which, the Batman mm-hmm. 2 is happening, if we haven't covered that on the pod. Uh, we haven't yet. Should we? Whatever you know, please. The Batman 2 is happening. Uh... The Matt Reeves and his co-writer from the first movie, Mass and Tomlin, have both independently confirmed that they are deep in writing of the Batman 2. And a journalist came out and said that Robert Pattinson's Batman was going to become the new center of the new DCU. They're going to make that like the Iron Man of the new universe. And James Gunn said, hey, I love this reporter. He's a great guy. He's a really good dude. He's got bad sources on this and it's not true. Matt Reeves retweeted that and said, yeah, that's that's accurate. It's not true. Matt, uh, James Gunn's the best source on this. Um, and then uh, Matt Reeves came out in an interview and said that James Gunn is going to allow us to do our things in the Gotham universe. And he's going to let us do our own things. We're going to have a meeting. We're going to talk about where we plan to do so that we don't clash into each other like aircraft, air traffic control. You know, we're each going to do our own thing. So that that's already established. The Batman 2 is happening. 
the penguin is shooting right now, I think, or it's shooting in like a couple days. Like the, the penguin show starts shooting. Arkham Marty has a um, showrunner and a writer. And the plan is basically to do those those movies and those spinoffs and have them be just their own little separate universe. If that can 100% come to fruition, that is a wet dream for me. That's how I see it. Um, and and Matt, uh, James Gunn is on the record, like on podcasts before getting his job, when they're saying like, well, do you have any like filmmakers you feel this or that way about? And he said like, like he's a huge fan of uh, Matthew Vaughn and Matt Reeves because those are guys who cut through the studio system and like do like impressive movies. So I don't see James Gunn trying to cut into Matt Reeves' creative. God, I hope not because what they insane. what they were able to accomplish is perfect. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like you know, God bless him. It takes time to get things right, but fuck, do we have to wait another three to five years for the next Batman movie? Probably till twenty twenty five, I would guess. Ugh. So about about two more years. About yeah, three, I mean, about I could do, I could do with two more years. I mean, the but, the, the, the normally we did three and then four, right? Well, yeah, and I, but there there was definitely I remember I I vividly remember this. Um, it was like you and Nick, and I was sitting in my jacuzzi, and we were talking about fucking. Uh, Batman and you were like yeah man it looks like we're gonna get a Matt Reeves Ben Affleck Batman movie and I vividly remember that and that stuck with me and then it was only like six months to a year later that we were no longer getting a Matt Reeves Ben Affleck movie we were getting a Matt Reeves Batman movie and um and we're all the better for it I I agree can we just talk briefly about how perfect Pattinson is in that role. Yes, we can. <laughs> because, God, I know so many people are like, yeah, well, he's too this, he's too that, he's too dark. I'm like, that's what the character too is. Dark? Like, that... Psychologically or physically? Like, what are they talking about? Psychologically. Like, he's not... He doesn't have any... He doesn't have any... Um, uh, you know, characterization. He's just this, 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 this. And it's like, that is the, probably, probably the best representation of Batman in his youth. Batman's youth. Yeah. That is, as a character that, that's ever been seen ever. on film. Mm -hmm. Because it would be this like, as much as I love... God, do I fucking love that little bit between Alfred and Bruce on the plane in Batman Begins where they're going back and forth and he's like, oh, you know, just, you know, fill the Royce before you, before you, you bring her back, sort of ridiculous. Just be sure you bring the Royce back with a full tank. You know, I love that little bit of, you know, jib between them because that, that establishes their relationship. For sure. The, for the rest of the franchise. Yeah. Um, but Bruce Wayne, in his first couple of years of Batman, would have to be this fucking maniac, this force that cannot be stopped in order to continue this 
he would need to go through a period of this is what I this is the only thing this is the only thing this is the only thing and then this is what I did wrong and this is where I need to learn okay this is how I grow and that that is what that movie gets right more than any other fucking bit of Batman that has ever been put on the screen is that he realizes that he's been doing it, but he's been doing it wrong. And that that is fucking perfect. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, like 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 it's it's um It's it's complicated. Like he, they're trying to do a certain thing with them, but um, Batman is a kid whose parents were murdered in an alley, and he'll never be normal. And like they wrote him as normal for a little while. Like the comics wrote him as normal for a little while, like in the seventies. And like some people think he should have written as normal, but it's like that's really stupid. Because he shouldn't, because, like, he's this guy whose parents were murdered in Ali while he watched them be murdered, and, like, he became weird, and, like, if, if we're writing this character with any verisimilitude, like, any at all, he's a guy who became weird. And I think that's the best versions of the character, and I, I think, like, this version of the movie was really on point with that. Like, I, I watched today, I watched the, um, the behind-the-scenes of him and, um, the Joker that they cut out of the movie with um, the great Barry's Barry Kilgan, yeah, is how he pronounces it. Yeah, Kilgan, and it was it, dude. It's so good. It's so good. I almost, I really do wish they left it's, that scene in, dude. It's so good. I, like that kid's fucking amazing. Well, I and it bounces off Pattinson perfectly, and it makes the movie better. The whole thing. Does. Yeah, I, I think that that scene improves the movie which it is really saying something yeah um i think because because that scene at the end with the riddler feels so tacked on in the original cut that if you put that scene in the center of the film it explains a lot gives so much background to what is already established there's a lot of character depth to both those characters and then makes that scene at the end with the Riddler not feel like a, a post credit scene which is what it, it, it felt like when I watched it totally agree and like I think it only feels like a post credit scene because of the way that they added it like it's not like I, like Matt Reeves was talking about that when the movie came out he was like that wasn't a post he was like we were not doing like this post credit like here's the villain for the next movie because this was just the like the idea of like the story keeps going, like Gotham stays dangerous, kind of thing. And he was like, you know, I didn't want to keep this in with removing the Joker part out. He was like, but you needed it to know that like the Riddler stayed dangerous, and the Gotham stayed dangerous, and like it wouldn't change just because these people went to jail. Well. You know, if that was the argument, then, like, put that two-minute scene back in because it's good. Like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a thousand percent with that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, as far as I can tell, that was the only scene that they took 
out. And I'm like, why? It's perfect. It's fucking, you know, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro and Heat. That's what it is, man. It's it's a good fucking scene of just people talking. You gotta use the bathroom. <laughs> yes. Go for it, buddy. good it is and um i know we touched on a little bit as far as uh robert pattinson but then we, we went did. off in we another did. direction yeah um i remember when he was announced and a lot of people were angry but i don't think i could have been more excited and that's because of things like the lighthouse and good time yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Uh, he is a fucking great Batman. Uh, and I think we, we, we've talked briefly about, you know, people maybe having stuff to say about his physicality. But, I mean, his I mean, physicality dude, meets... He, yeah, he, I mean, yeah, okay, he's not, you know, he's not big and jacked and perfect. But he's not 240 pounds or no, whatever the fuck. No, 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 he's not. But he, he got into very good shape, and I feel like he, he hit the the mark for the role. Well, he's also, like, supposed to be something like fucking 28 years old or yeah, something yeah, like he's, that. Yeah, exactly. He's supposed to be in his 20s. He's not this That's fucking totally twist of a grunt of a man who's, like, perfected it yet, either. 100%. And then Michael Keaton is arguably the smallest man known to man. So and he yeah. played Batman too. Yeah. And that was a you know, and that was a different time, right? Like Michael Keaton was this very small guy that the rest of us were like, um, excuse me, sir. <laughs> Pardon me, sir, you're in my way. <laughs> like, you're very small. Oh, we don't trust you. Well, I mean, uh, he he makes for a very unassuming, you know, Bruce Wayne, which which works, and as does Pattinson. You know, he's not yeah. someone. It's almost Pattinson's, you know, disregard for for everything that that is his um, is his shield. Yeah, almost. Where, yeah, you know, you have uh, Keaton's, you know, uh, it, 
his unassumingness, for lack of a better word, if that's even a word, and then you have Christian Bale's uh, uh, playboyness that he, yeah. you know, oversells. You're like, oh, wow, this this person couldn't possibly be bothered to right. care. You couldn't be, yeah. And uh, then, you know, you have Robert Pattinson, who's just so aggressively non-conformist. Uh, right. And they're all like, oh, this guy is, you know... Everyone, like, brings him a negative um, perspective because he's, yeah, he's he's, he's patents and it's like, oh, this guy is, uh, he's bad for this and that reason. I remember thinking that, like, when I I first saw him, I was like, okay, like, this guy sucks, it's cool. (laughs) I'm serious, I'm serious, I'm dead serious, I was like, oh, yeah, this guy sucks. And when I saw him, I was like, okay, he's he's actually good. But it was just that. Just the 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 perspective of the Yeah. Movie. Well um I think that I'll probably about do it for this episode. <clears throat> um I think we're all about good and intoxicated <laughs> over on this end. Are we enough though? I mean, should we not be drunker? <laughs> we than... probably could be <laughs> for the next punker. Come on, are we are we living that life the right way? You know, that's the question. Brother. I feel like we probably have like another hour <laughs> in us. <laughs> we could just uh-huh. keep on getting more drunk. We we certainly could, and and. Talk more aggressively about Batman <laughs> and how he saved our childhoods, but uh, you know what? That's a that's a different story for a, another pod. Darn. Uh, thank you. If any of you fucking people who are not Kalen Behrman and Jonathan Maraska made it all the way through all fucking four hours of this podcast. I really cannot believe that you did. Who did? Because that's crazy. You are full of shit. Um, but, uh, you know, we, uh, we really appreciate you guys. You guys are great. And, uh, probably see you on the flip side so adios motherfuckers <laughs> Damn, dude. what are we doing uh, I don't know. what are you doing I think it's funny how <laughs> <laughs>